2017, a crack Namsoft unit formed a supergroup to create the most immersive Vietnam experience. These men promptly escaped from the normal pickup gameplay to the Milsim Underground. Today, still wanted by the community, they survive as producers of fortune. If you have interest, if no one else does it right, and if you can come correct, maybe you can join the Bay Team. everyone welcome back to another bay podcast with me today we have cj sen say what's up cj what's going on everybody returning once again mike ferrucci say what's up mike what's going on people and also back after a little hiatus todd say what's up todd hello, hello. all right so everyone right now is locked in quarantine due to this coronavirus thing. So we're all recording this from our respective homes. But let's talk about how the coronavirus is going to affect the upcoming season. Does anyone have any thoughts on it uh, to start off? Well, I think coming out the gate once the quarantine is lifted, I personally believe there'll still be paranoia uh, settled amongst us that, you know, you know, there might be individuals who may or may not be uh, transient carriers or anything. And um, I think people will just be overall hesitant to uh, get involved with, you know, serious games and everything. And uh, it's going to definitely take a slow process to finally get back to uh, larger gatherings. And, um, I think you know, most, most of the larger games, especially depending on when all this blows over, especially later in the year. Whatever games do actually come on, I'm expecting like half the amount of people, probably, because like Mike was saying, people are going to still be a little questionable about what's happening. So I don't think we're going to get such big turnouts anymore. Next year, hopefully everything will be back to normal, though. Right. Yeah, I absolutely agree on that. I feel like, you know, because a lot of us don't want to stay inside, obviously, uh, I think there will be excitement for when you know, a couple months do blow over and, you know, people are more confident to be around groups of people. I think, the, I think, I think, the, you know, there'll definitely be a, I think a small uh, spike in, in, you know, in uh, numbers. Uh, that's how confident I, f- I feel about it and everything. And um, I wouldn't see, you know, especially maybe even as early as September, October, where, you know, you do get those large gatherings of people who are just, you know, in that much of a need to play airsoft. Because I know, talking to a few other airsofters on social media and everything they are literally dying to play and uh and I, exactly and um you know and I, I think i could speak for most people we just want to get back on the field and and just enjoy our hobby and you know for and for and in particular with us you know we got to tell our stories and uh, reenact these events yeah i really don't see uh things getting back to normal until the fall mm-hmm. so uh this summer i i mean as the way we're going i think may's gonna be shot i think i already see events being in, being canceled and postponed in may um us personally like from a bay perspective we only have one event it's may 30th so we're gonna keep it up it's the steel cog at um zulu 
we're mm-hmm. we're just gonna keep it as is for now. But I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I uh, I I mean, we we just canceled <coughs> Metro Airsoft the twenty twenty preseason expo at Zulu. We canceled that, and we pushed FIT, you know, the fit training to to June sixth. So um, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. I, it's definitely going to be an interesting couple of months, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. You know, because nobody knows what's going on. You know, that's that's what's what's crazy about it. Like you think that, you know, with uh, everything you hear about, like the government and everything like that, that there would be like some sort of contingent. Some, but nobody knows what's going on with this whole thing. So, whether it blows over in a month or six months down the road, you know, we only time will tell. Yeah. Yeah, I, and what I what I I'm starting to see if I'm if I'm being selfish and looking at like the events we're running being affected, I'm even looking at like August where a lot of things have already been postponed to August and they're either on the same date or around um, coaches. So like uh, you know one of the guys told me today he's like oh man my graduation my college graduation got postponed to the same weekend as coaches so I can't go to coaches this year. You know, stuff like that is, uh, it's all, I think it's all getting backed up to like, that is what I think most places are thinking as early as possible is August. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It'll be interesting. It'll yeah. definitely be interesting to watch it all start to come together. I know. I know. I mean, think about it. We're actually, what, four months away on Monday, we'll be four months away from Cochise, and it seems yeah. like you know you don't even know what's going to happen. Yeah, and in the blink of an eye, it's already going to be July. So I mean, I know. I know. So well, well, we'll keep everyone updated on what happens with uh, our stuff. Um, I know the Anchor and Star stuff is probably up in the air too, Todd. Right? Yeah, a lot of it's definitely been shifted around and same thing we're we're all we're trying to figure out what's going on and where we're going to move stuff or what we're going to do yeah it's crazy i'm hoping that we're I'm, I'm honestly hoping by june we're back to normal it's i think that's very um wishful thinking like ambitious <laughs> but wow. uh, listen if people are smart and they actually you know stay home and follow some of these rules it would be nice yep you know i i'm still I'm essential technically, so I mean, like, I'm still going to work. Right. Same. But yep. You know, it's still like I'm. It's it is weird. Certain streets that I'm used to seeing a lot of people on, like there's it's like a ghost town. But then there are other streets where I'm like, you know what? There's still a decent amount of people walking around, either with no mask or yeah, just you know, like uh, I happened to drive by Juniper Valley Park the other day. Right. And there was still a decent amount of people, you know, two, two and two, jogging back and forth, like walking past each other, like there was nothing going on. So I actually went to go get tested the other day. Uh, girlfriend called CDC, so we got an appointment. I don't know how she managed that, but whatever. Wow! So you actually got tested? I actually got tested. It is a very interesting feeling. They have you tilt your head back, and they take this like. I don't know. It's like a, I don't even know how to describe it. It basically, it's like a, a long plastic 
Q-tip essentially. Yeah. And on the mm-hmm. end, it's got a bunch of little fingers, and he puts it in your nose, and basically rock rotates it back and forth to right. the count of ten. Mm-hmm. It is the strangest feeling. Like I, my eye closed, and I started to tear a little. Like in one eye, it was weird. <laughs> well, it's like getting water up your nose. You know what? I would actually take the water up my nose because this thing like lingered. I don't know if he just went too far back or whatever the deal was, but it, it lingered for a lot longer than I would have liked. But what it wasn't it? bad. It was kind of quick. I mean, we were in and out. Okay. I think we got there. The line was maybe a half hour. And by the time we walked over, he literally two minutes checked our information and then just, I don't know, poked me. And that was it. And he's like, all right, call back in two or three days. So Cool. All right. So, I mean, at least people are getting it then, right? Because everyone's saying, like, oh, there's no test available. but Right. Well, I think this one, this line was specifically for people that called because that was the first question that the, there was a state trooper. And she asked, she goes, oh, do you have an appointment? And we said yes. And so she's like, okay, go to that state trooper. And he's put us on the line. Gotcha. I'm actually surprised you were able to wait for 30 minutes. I mean, especially where you live, I thought maybe it would be, you know, because I was I was actually on my mom's. Like, how long did you have to wait? It, you know what? I mean, they sent us to Aqueduct Racetrack, and I guess maybe be, because they are doing like there's a big sign that says that the testing is closed, so maybe right. they're just kind of deterring public, and they're only doing you know people who have appointments there. Right. I don't yeah. really know. Because yeah, um, up here in uh, White Plains, they uh, right by the county center, they they propped up like a makeshift hospital, uh, right right where the parking lot is. And I'm um, curious, you know, they're probably having. I mean, I'm I'm assuming they're already done with construction and everything, but um, I'm assuming they're doing the same exact thing there. Um, I guess that's probably the responsible thing to do, though. Get yourself tested just to you know, double down and make sure that you know you are negative hopefully and you know you can at least go back for your sake and normal living you know keep the rest of your family safe and everything so it's uh it's crazy because in jersey like you need a doctor's note to even go get really yeah which is crazy i guess they either it's because they don't have enough tests or whatever but you need to have like symptoms and you need a doctor's note to get tested they have a whole freaking criteria of shit you need yeah, like I said, I don't know how she managed to get it. I like in me, my garage alone, we had uh, two sandmen and I think two supervisors test positive for, or two sandmen test positive. One supervisor definitely tested positive. We have two other supervisors out awaiting test results or awaiting to get a test. Damn. And her job, I think she had one or two people test positive. So maybe that's what she told them. Yeah. And, they were like, okay, you can go get a test. I don't know how they're, you know, determining that stuff. Now, um, when do you hear back about your test? Uh, I'm hoping to call probably like Monday afternoonish or Tuesday, and we'll see. Nice. The guy said literally two to three days, so I don't know who where they're getting their tests sorted out. I mean, that seemed kind of quick. Yeah. So now here's the real question because we can't be all serious. Um. Now, would you prefer the Q-tip in the nasal cavity like that or the Q-tip in the pee hole? I have thankfully never had the Q-tip in the pee hole. All right. I'm going to say the nasal cavity. (laughs) You know, it might feel good, though, Todd. (laughs) Yeah, you might be into it. Some people are, you know. Okay. I I had a buddy of mine tell me that that he had that done when he was in the Army, 
and the way he described it, I'll, I'll take the, the nose. <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's get back on topic. This all right, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, move, let's move on from uh, coronavirus stuff. Let's move on from the coronavirus chat and let's talk about a new event we just released uh, set in the 1987 Caribbean. It's July 11th at Tulcom, Massachusetts. So this event's going to follow the same strict guidelines we have for Vietnam. So guys with 80s kits, you got to, you know, you got to step it up and make sure you uh, meet the standards that we're setting. It's going to be an overnight event and like I said, it's going to be formatted much like our Vietnam events. So um, I work with a few guys, uh, Roman, uh, Zach Boyland, Ferrucci, uh, who else? Who else was in that chat? Uh, McKenna. Oh, McKenna. Um, we, you know, we were just we were kind of brainstorming uh, the backstory. So we went with a fictional island just because it was hard to it – was, it would have been hard to meet the – the impression guide for like the Cuban army if we just did like a straight up Cuban invasion so we we went with a fictional island called Macagua which is based on all of the 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 real historical militaries of that time so like you know we kind of modeled it after Cuba uh, Panama Nicaragua Venezuela Colombia like it's all a mishmash of that and we put together uh, an actual like um, impression guide for to meet you know to be, to be the Macaguan army. Nice. So the country itself is, was a, is a former Venezuelan island, and they've been aligned with Cuba after they gained independence. Um, after Cuba helping them, they've been aligned to Cuba. So they're like they were like a socialist communist uh, state for a while. Then the U.S. started supporting them. And then they broke away from the U.S. Then they eventually don't like they don't like the U.S. or the or the Soviets, but there is a pro-Soviet faction, like a rebel faction involved. So we're building up for this story or for this like instance where the Americans are there, and then there's like Russian advisors on the island also helping out the rebels. So we're really excited for that. It's going to be pretty cool. It's um, it's actually the the weekend would be the the month before Kochi, so like we're trying to use that use that as like a um, a meet and greet to the field for guys who've never been who are going to go to both or just some last minute planning for us to you know to oversee the field um, I like it. yeah it's gonna be cool it's gonna be cool uh, now so yeah CJ we were going to go with the uh, Ranger for- just the Ranger Force we're nixing the Deltas um, yes so we worked out we're gonna follow like the 1987 so it's between Grenada and Panama right just cause like so it's like the Grenada invasion and the just cause invasion like uh, just cause operation we're putting together a, a USGI kit guide for that right yes 
And I mean, you see a lot of the other games out there. A lot of them do the very similar impression that we're going for for this. So, you know, there's plenty of research and material out there. There's plenty of pictures of guys with it. So it should be right. pretty easy. And it's all something that's that's pretty easily uh, and readily available. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a whole community of kids up at um, GZA that uh, do GI kits. So we're really hoping yep. to reach out to them. I know Sully has a whole bunch of guys on his boat that have 80s kits. So there should be a decent amount of um, of uh, Americans. The Russians are going to be small. And then there's a rebel force that I think a lot of guys will do. And then there's, of course, the um, the Macaguan armed forces, which Ferrucci and I are going to be. Um, that That's really the only like true fictional impression that we we put together because really you think about it the rebel the rebel faction is just you want to be you want to look like a rebel a rebel force in 1980s south america right you know like Mm -hmm. there's plenty of there's plenty of uh you know uh what's the material to to research yeah and i mean i i'm wanting to give people extra points you know if you go like true 80s africa wear some 60s t-shirt you know, some real shit that they got dropped off from, like, fucking aid. You know, like, really play it up. Make it really fun. That would be pretty cool to see. Well, about those soccer jerseys, are we going to uh, – remind me if you were going to make those, some of those or not. Yeah, I, well, I made one. Um, I don't know if I like the cut of it. But, um, yeah, I made a soccer jersey for Macagua that dudes can wear as, like, a – you know, to look like civilians and shit. I'll make some more. I'll make some more T-shirts too and stuff. All right. That's great. Yeah, it should be. Uh, it's gonna be fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, stay tuned for that. We'll we we uh we have the Facebook event up. We'll get the uh the website page up so we can start uh, getting people tickets. Um the the impression guides. Some of them are are done. The they. They take so much work. I mean, putting the, the, the guides together, it takes a lot of work. Not even just, like, figuring out what's good and what's bad. It's, it's like, act, actual work of, like, putting it on the webpage is, is a process. So um, it takes a little bit of time. Luckily, I have a little bit more free time because of this quarantine stuff, so I should get those up. Um, maybe I'll get them up this week, and uh, we'll be ready to go and start selling tickets because that's coming up. What is that? That's three weeks. I mean, I'm sorry, three months away from – from today yep yeah so well hooray for free time yep all right so the next iteration of coming correct with bay killer boots man come correct come correct come correct come correct So let's talk about this. The easiest, probably the easiest thing to, to get when you're buying kit for Operation Cochise is boots. There's only one option for USGIs, and what is it, fellas? Jungle boots, baby. The boots. Oh yeah. Uh huh. So yeah, there's only really one uh, boot that you can wear for a proper USGI 1968 which is the issued jungle boots. So what are the options what that we can get? Preferred jungle boot. 
Like, is everybody running Ultimas, or like, are we still got guys running like Rothkos? Well, well that's, that's yeah. a good question. So, Todd, what are you wearing right now? I I actually ended up getting my hands on a pair of Ultimas uh, last year, so I'm kind of slowly been breaking those in. I was like, because I had a pair of Rothkos <clears> that lasted me for a two day game or a three day game, and thankfully on the last day, then the from the heel to the front, it just split off. So I that happened, and I'm like, forget it. I'm tracking down a set of Ultimas. Nice, very nice. And honestly, like, I get all the deals with Rothko, and I don't wish Rothko boots on my worst enemy. Um, <laughs> they, they honestly, yeah, we expect the thirty bucks exactly. I mean. But Good you know, like, if if you have like and don't have like manly feet, you can get originals for fairly cheap especially if it's an oddball size yeah you know which is nice and that, that that's what i wear honestly i have a pair of 66 originals and i have a pair of i think there's 70s originals that's awesome yeah that's that's what i wear yeah i have a so rotation some, i'm sure some people be like don't ruin original whatever i know but what are you gonna do let's sit there they're just gonna sit there and do nothing you know like exactly dust, fucking dust yeah rotting away anyway uh, you're yeah, not running them. a museum so yeah you might as well wear them <laughs> well not, I, not yet i'm working not on yet. It. I, give it time <laughs> give it time yeah <clears throat> yeah i have a rotation of like eight, i have 80s issue for obviously into 80s and then i have um a panama soul from like 66 or 67 and then i have a pair from 68 that are um, vibrams i try to like rotate them around um i I highly recommend Zero Dark 30 brand. I got those for my dad uh, for Father's Day last year. And he's a guy that he really needs to watch out for his feet. And um, he thinks they're, he's like, yo, these are so comfortable. And they fit, they fit just, you know, they fit, fit exactly right. And they're pretty, like, pretty hardy boot. Um, and, like, my thing, too, is, like, of even, this even goes into modern airsoft and, or modern any, any activity is, like, don't cheap out on your footwear because you're that's what that's what all is like all the burden that you're of your activity is being put onto your feet yeah it's so not, don't yeah, cheap i mean to, look to at it this way it i mean say, ah, these are good no buy don't don't buy good enough buy what you need you have to buy exceptional quality i mean i mean think think about your feet like this like most of us are you know uh, between 175 to 250 to 300 pounds you know we range in size yeah. plus you're carrying 60 to 100 pounds on your ruck you know that's a lot of shit on your feet and we're not walking up like a little tiny hill or we're not doing a flat march through like the base of arizona you know and uh so really you gotta make sure you're taking care of your feet yeah, without question. I mean, don't be cheap. Exactly. I mean, I could vouch with Liam. You know, again, those zero dark thirty boots. I mean, you know, for someone who started out as Rothko's as well. I mean, those are very uncomfortable. I ended up getting blisters and everything because they were just so poorly made and everything. And you know, once I bought the zero dark thirties, um, I was able to you know go through Dax Yang and uh, MacArthur without any issues. Yeah. And, and, um, honestly, they're not even that badly priced. They're like what one hundred and twenty bucks. Something like, yeah, I got yeah. them for like, yeah, like $120. And, you know, 
and like like what we all say, I mean, the, probably the most important equipment we can have is you know our boots. I mean, um, I'm just you know, especially you know, because like like what CJ was saying, we're we're not we're not in very you know basic you know. We're not going through basic geography over here. We're not going through, you know, flat, you know, flatlands all the time. We're going through, you know, mountains, creeks, you know, a lot of the places that we walk through, I mean, it's slippery. You can easily bust your ass. Yep. And, you know, and I, and I, and I can vouch, I mean, you know, with those zero dark thirties, you get at least a good grip on everything that you step on and yep. you don't have to second guess where you're walking through. And um, I, I just basically yeah. listen to Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump. Take care of your feet. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. That's your number one importance. I mean, I was, we were Liam and I were just talking about this. The only cas- the only like medical emergency that not even a medical emergency, but medical issues we see are foot issues. You know, mm-hmm. blisters, callus, uh, what have you. You know, any kind of you know fatigue, fatigue of the feet. I, oh, my feet are. You know, and it it all comes from you know not properly preparing your. Not wearing the proper socks, not, you know, taking care of your feet. Yeah. Big, 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 big issue. Oh, yeah. So and, consensus, yeah. So consensus is for GIs, what? Get originals first, Ult- um, Ultima or Zero Dark Thirties. Yes. Co. if you want to be a cheap ass and pay for it in your body. I believe McRae is making them too but i don't know if they restarted redoing the uh because they're one of the original makers yeah but i don't know if they they were only they only had speed lace for a little while um i don't know if they brought back the actual um uh, eyelets uh, i noticed ultima only makes speed lace now really yeah i wonder if they're just they just have the same patent maybe the same uh i don't know yeah Todd, what are what are your uh, ultimas? Are they the speed lace or are they actually like the eyelets? You know what? I actually don't remember. It's been so long since I put them back on. <laughs> I think they're eyelets, though. Yeah, I, I want to say I think I remember asking you this a, a while ago, and you said they were eyelets. Because I remember a guy buying them, and he was all excited. He's like, "Yo, I found ultimas!" And I was like, "I hate to break it to you, man. They're actually like speed laces." Like me personally, like I'm like, if you have those boots, at least from far away, they 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 look fine. Yeah. No, it, it's, but really, we actually I should make that a a, a note to not have you, speed you, laces. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on to the Pavin side, which, um, other than just wearing sandals or barefoot, which we don't recommend. No. You have a few little bit more options to wear. Um, you know, you can wear. I guess what what would you say the best option is the the Chicom PLA sixty five boots, which are yeah. amazing. Like if you put a good sole in them, they're really comfortable. They or offer enough protection on the at least on the sole. They're all canvas, um, but they're really cheap. They're like twenty bucks. Yeah, the the only problem is if you have big feet, you know. Yeah. Um. If you. Um, yeah. I. I I think the I think I I ordered a twelve and it's the biggest size they have. Yep, same with me. Yeah, and they're tight. Yeah, yeah. I I but love they them. Do, Actually, they do stretch. They do stretch quite a bit. So yeah, yeah. They're um. I actually wear them to work all the time too. I have like I have two pairs. I have like a pair that I wear as an MBA, and then I have a pair that I wear to work. 
and actually the bottoms get starting to get worn out like it's like going through so i gotta like get a new pair i love those boots nice i was that's actually contemplating getting a set uh last year or the year before and i just haven't got around to like looking into a good pair so dude uh, they're 20 bucks they're tw- i think yeah. they're 25 bucks on ebay yep nice really good um a little more expensive option would be getting palladium boots uh the the pair that would be the most proper i guess for nva they don't even make anymore it's like the old green ones it's, it's i think it was called the army green with the it's like a darker green sole they don't even make them anymore i found them randomly in a shop um in new york city and the guy the guy sold them to me they didn't have a sole and they were actually one one size smaller and i just been wearing them and like stretching them out and my, my feet hurt a little bit after i wear them but like i'm like dude these are so hard to find i was like i'll i'll deal with it but um nice. But they do make uh, they do make like green like uh, stonewashed ones that are like they look all right. I mean, like I said, just if you if you get if you find a green pair of palladiums, like those are okay, those are good. Um, there are different models. There's like the Chucka boot, and then there's another one that has like it looks like straps. Those aren't too bad. I think Roman wears those. The buckle, like a buckle boot. It it's not a buckle though. It's just like a design. It looks like almost like a strip uh, up the from like the sole over the laces to the other side. It's not a buckle. Like it, like it's just like a little extra piece of fabric. I forgot uh, the I forgot the name of the the boot now. I gotta look it up. Um, but those they're they're anywhere from like forty to sixty bucks. They're not even too bad. Honestly, they're the palladiums are comfortable if you can find them in greens. I mean, I wear palladiums all the time when I'm not like wearing my work boots for work. I'm in palladiums yeah yeah those i actually wear those boots also like to work all the time yeah Um, okay the 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 model of the boot that is really good um is called the palabruz canvas boot it's it's a palladium boot and you can get it in a dark olive and it actually looks pretty good nice oh those are the ones i have in like pink yeah Probably. It's supposed to be tan, but they're yes, pink. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you wore those last year, right? No, no, those are my. Uh, I just wear them. Oh, yeah. They these actually look really good. They're they have like an OD uh, sole, and the canvas is OD. I highly recommend those. The Pella Bruce is the. It's P A L L A B R O U S S E on Amazon. If you search that, um, you'll find the boot. The exact boot and obviously you know d green and they're like you know 60 bucks and then of course for if you're a guy who kind of switches back and forth between gi and um pavin you can honestly just wear uh usgi issue jungle boots which i know i, I think i did for my first my first event as a as Viet Cong, I just wore jungle boots. Another thing that we should really incorporate, we should really talk about with footwear is, you know, your socks. Socks are a huge importance when taking care of your. Um, me personally, I, I like to wear a sock liner, which is like almost like a thin dress sock under my, my wool socks or my issued socks. And this prevents 
foot fatigue and blisters. It's a huge importance. Yeah. I always rock wool socks, like thick wool socks. Um, yeah. I'd rather my boots feel a little tight, but like there's no movement. Like, I mean, even, even when I used to like play soccer, I used to wear like soccer boots that were like a size and a half smaller just so my foot never rolled in the, in, in the shoe, you know? Um, yeah. And I feel the same way with my boots. So I always get them a little smaller. Yeah, I've only recently started wearing the wool socks. I used to always run like Hanes. I never really had too much of a problem, but everybody always mentioned it. And so I finally, like it was colder game, and I threw on the wool socks. And I was like, you know what? This does make that much of a difference. So now I pretty much wear them all the time. So God bless. And yeah, honestly, he's... like the Smart Wool socks, the, the brand Smart Wool, I mean, they moisture wick. And I, I was wearing them for Indian country. And my feet just, they, they would, you know, we'd, we were wet at Indian country and my feet just kept, they dried out really quick. Yep. Yep. And, uh, that's important, you know, because if you don't have time to change your socks, which we really didn't have too much downtime to change socks, you know, it was really kind of, it's really kind of important to, to keep your feet dry. Yeah. And what were those called again? Smart wool. Smart wool. Yeah. yeah you get them at like REI. You know they sell them, but they also Smart Wool also makes their own sock liners as well. Nice. And uh, yeah, because yeah. yeah, I, I, I take I, I you know I, I did I do the same. I wear wool socks. I mean, I might just double up on socks because uh, I still have a you know bunch of old baseball socks and everything. And so I'll put like an you know a regular pair. Then I put the slide on because at least they go up a little bit higher on your calves. So you know it gets a little extra protection from like rose bushes and stuff from really cutting up your legs so um i mean any anything to involve you know some form of protection is very beneficial and you know like you were saying uh, i actually will i'm actually interested in getting those smart wool socks you think um like you said i mean i know you said rei sells them but you think that i can get them on like amazon as well oh yeah definitely most uh, you you could get smart wool socks pretty much anywhere like one of the premier socks for any kind of outdoor activity um, there's multi, there's like, there's a ton of different, they have a ton of different variety of socks. They have a thinner wool sock. They have a thicker wool sock. Um, they're just, it's a great overall brand. They're a little expensive, what I remember. Um, but they're worth it every step of the way. It, it's your feet. Yep. It's worth yeah, it. Of exactly. course. And, and like how I long did the sock oh. liners are another, like, if you, if you have an issue with blisters, if, if you're constantly getting blisters, Sock liners are the way to go as well. All right. And how long have you been using the smart wool, though? Oh, geez. Um, I probably started using them five years ago. Okay. And uh, I use them no matter what I do. If I'm out on my bike or if I'm going out for a long walk or even just going to the flea market, you know, I'll, I'll wear them just because, you know, you're on your feet. You know, you got to take care of them. Absolutely. Definitely buy more than one pair, you know. Yeah. Yes. Th- mm-hmm. Three pair would make your just, life just in case they do get wet and you have a chance to uh, swab them out. You might as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. All right. There is one item of GI gear that can be the difference between a live grunt and a dead grunt. Socks. Cushion sole. OD green. Try and keep your feet dry. When we're out humping. I want you boys to remember to change your socks whenever we stop. Me calling the leader grunts feet right off his legs. Let's talk about the last subject of this podcast, which is um, what are your what to do during the quarantine. So, um, 
obviously we're all not going outside. So what can you do in the meantime to get ready for the summer, assuming that the summer is going to happen with all these events? Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go. All right, go for it. I mean, you could go outside and, like, you could still hike. You know, I know in Jersey they closed a lot of our state parks and stuff, which kind of sucks, but it's because our governor's an idiot. Um, but you can still hike, mountain bike, you know, anything, any kind of physical activity that'll get you, like, fit, get you in shape. Yeah, that's a good one, man. Totally yeah. Uh, I guess to add to that, I, if to those who have a backyard or something, you know, depending on the size, obviously, maybe you can get away with shooting in your backyard just to you know, make sure your hop-ups adjusted pretty well, make sure the internals on your gun are working pretty well. Don't be that um, guy in New York that got caught on a rooftop. Yeah. No, I, I saw that video. Well, that's, I know, that's a whole other thing. I mean, he, he was just stupid to be exposed like that, and then there was obviously a police drone, but that, I know, that's a whole different subject, but... Um, be you know, smart when you're be outside. smart about what you know, but just to, just just to test on your gun and everything. Uh, worst case, maybe if you set up a little, maybe like a t-shirt, hang it so you can shoot it in your uh, in your basement. You know, just to deflect the BB so it doesn't you know scratch your paint or whatever. Right. Um. You know, I mean, if you're a little tech savvy, you know, just break apart your guns, make sure everything is you know properly lubed up and everything. Make sure all your gears. You know, gear heads aren't cracked or anything. And um, I, I actually did that with uh, I had a 1911 that wasn't shooting properly, and I mm -hmm. broke it down. I just cleaned it up. I had bought a Mac 11, God knows how long ago. I finally broke it open all the way. I found a black BB in there, which I never put any BBs through this thing. So that clearly meant whoever I bought it from, it must have been in there. Right for me because I got it for cheap. And now I just fixed my um, my hater. When I put in the CO2 cartridge, it was just leaking everywhere. Mm -hmm. I YouTube. I was like, I don't ever touch this stuff. I just YouTubed each of them. I figured out how to break them down, and I just said, all right, let's wing it. And so mm -hmm. far, so good. Yeah, yeah maintenance is, is huge. I mean, definitely, if you, could, if you could do maintenance, I mean, most things, I don't tech on on AEGs or anything like that because there's just too many small parts mm -hmm. but gas guns you know do your maintenance if you're if you're a real shooter you know you know how to gun you know the maintenance your way do the same with your airsoft the shit needs to be clean in order to operate properly without a doubt and especially like you said especially all this free time there's no excuse to you know crack it open and give it a good cleaning you know especially once you know the summer or fall comes around and you're participating in these events you know, so, but uh, I guess you know, I guess probably add to that too is, uh, you know, depending on where you live and how the mailing situation is. I mean, we could still purchase said items. You know, whether it's you know our uniforms, AEGs, you know, load bearing equipment. I mean, we could still be able to go on our computer and still have time to look through our gear and see what else we might be missing or something might need to be replaced um i think there's that too i mean i know i need to get some gear for uh for island thunder so i just gotta be on top of that i mean i know i'm still thankfully working from time to time so um you know just just get on top of that and um and everything 
Uh, Guys, uh, with that, with what Mike is saying, I hate to, to sound like an opportunist here, but with the, everybody out of work, you know, people are selling stuff. People are making money, trying to make money. That's true. You could find mm-hmm. deals on equipment right now. Yeah. You know, so it's, it sucks to be an opportunist, but hey, are you going to turn down a cheap rucksack? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, have you looked? I assume you've been on a Facebook marketplace. They, they've had some pretty cheap stuff on there. And I'm like, you know, I wish I found this about two years ago. Yep. That's true. I'm all about the deals. Yes. Yeah, I mean, not yet. Now's the time to get your stuff. Yep. You know, it should, even without the quarantine, now's the time. If you don't have something and you need a rucksack, start looking for one. You should have been looking yeah. for one, you know? Yeah, because it's only a matter of time. Once, you know, like we were, you know, for example, like we were saying, the rucksacks, they're going to jump back up to over 350 in no time. Yep. Yep. Yeah, everything, this, this whole season is going to be wild, man. It's going to be so weird. So. Yeah, I mean, look. Best case scenario, like we were mentioning, we as long as we could save coaches and whatever else go, occurs in September, yeah, you know, sp- you know, specifically the fire base. I mean, I, I know that's just me being personal and honest with you. You know, I'd rather have those events saved, and you know, whatever we can to prepare for that is fantastic. Um, but if we're able to play some more, that's even better. Yeah, but you know, I just you know want to be realistic and everything and. I don't want to stick too much on the virus topic, but, you know, it just all comes down to, Yeah, but, I mean, with that said, Ferrucci, assume that all these events are going to happen. And even if they don't happen this year, they're going to happen next year, and you're ready to go for next year, you know? That is true. So, um... Plus, hey, if you're ordering all this stuff, everything comes in boxes. You crush down the boxes, now you got somewhere to shoot your BBs into. Exactly. <laughs> that, exactly. See, that's 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 spoken, that's 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 what I'm thinking right there. Spoken like a true garbage man. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, if if you are getting shit and you're getting shit shipped, remember to uh disinfect it, you know, cuz you don't know who's touching that shit for you. Very true. Yeah. Be safe. All right, I mean, a, a nice short and sweet podcast um I think that's we touched on a lot of subjects. the The purpose of this podcast was to uh, just have something out there. It's been dead, you know, like, like nothing's been going on. So we wanted to do do a podcast early, and then we'll do one in another three weeks um, at the beginning of May, and then one before Steel Cog. So it will, you know, we'll do we'll do a series of three of these podcasts every three weeks. Give us a, you know, give us some feedback on Discord or message me on Facebook. And we'll, um, you know, we'll we'll talk about something else for the for the uh, late April, early May one. But if no one else has anything else to say, um, I guess we're we're done, guys. So uh, CJ, say goodbye. Goodbye, guys. Todd, say goodbye. Adios, everyone. Ferrucci, you wanna, Ferrucci, you wanna um, give us a send off? Of course, man. Till next time, folks. Add soundbite of Lieutenant Dan talking about feet here. <laughs> oh, I already planned to. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Magic legs. Um, an, uh, an event set in the 80s. Uh, set in 1987 in the Caribbean, where 
Um, how do I how do I say this? I'm gonna have to cut this now. Um, alright, hang on. Uh, Rangers, right? The Rangers kit for the Ferrucci. You gotta stop whatever you're doing, bro. What happened? You're. It's like a rapper or something. Sorry, I. It's like scratchy rapper. The fuck! I was just scratching my ear. Sorry. No, <laughs> that's that's what it is. The fuck! Oh, I didn't think it was that ambient. I... No, yeah, dude, it's like. Sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. It's really bad. I'll play it back for you later on. Oh, it was like it was like. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, fuck, all right. I mean, you guys heard it too, right? Am I, am oh, I not crazy? Oh, I heard it. I wasn't yeah. gonna say anything. Though. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, all right, all right, all right. Uh, scratching damn here. Yeah. All right. How about a? Uh, you want to do a Herbert the Pervert? Oh, no, excuse <laughs> me, asshole. Go fuck yourselves. All right, till next time, ladies and gentlemen. Signing off. Bye, motherfuckers. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> if you don't come correct, I'm going to find you.